Oh my goodness. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, from our break, I was reading notes. I was reading notes. Um, <clears throat> let me just tell you, say to you, welcome to session 59. Hey. <laughs> just wanted to. Wow. Just wanted to play with that a bit. And I was just like, you know, session 59, how did that happen? How did that happen? And what's really fun is on the um uh on the uh um on the anchor where I post all of our podcasts, um, I've actually I'm presenting it as the final arc of a long-term campaign. So it's like a part one through whenever we wrap up of just presenting our final arc. You know, uh, so that people can listen in and and kind of get a feel for what a final arc might feel like. Because there's a lot of people that never get to level 18, that never get to play for over two years, <clears throat> that never get that experience of you know a final arc. What the hell does that even mean? You know, actually, in, in... it's a part one final arc. There's going to be like about five parts to it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. Really stretch it out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I, I enjoyed, like, um, I was talking to Sam, um, and I love some of the ideas that we've been floating around for our next campaign. Now, I reserved our new time slot. So this group, if, if you still want to do the 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. for our future campaign, I'm going to reserve it for that. And what I'd love to do, based on my conversation with Sam, I would love for all of you guys to pick the campaign. And not only mm -hmm. pick the campaign... But this time, when you write your backstories, they're purposefully written with the idea of the campaign in mind. Interesting. That so way, that, you I, I, another idea I had that kind of ties into that is we each create like a major, uh, kind of like an area, like a like a city or, or something, and you can oh. like create the style that it's in and who lives there. Oh, like build your own hometown. Exactly. Uh, your hometown, or it could just be a place that's somewhere in the world that we might end up going, or might not. You know. Oh wow! Like maybe 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 you divide, you know design like a city state or a small kingdom or an empire, mm -hmm. and you get to design like their styles and what they do, and you know their social structure yeah. and all that. And, you just, and we'll send that off to storytelling. Or to whatever, story. yeah, or to whatever level you'd like to build yeah. it. Um, and then a couple possibilities with that. Um, maybe creating your own subclass or creating your own lineage or creating your own idea of the character. Um, what I was would love to explore with is your guys' starting points mm -hmm. become the narrative for me to operate within so that your narrative is constant and the what, world is being evolved through your own narrative. Have you picked an age setting for... Uh... <sighs> I have some thoughts, but I, once again, I feel like, you know, I, I, I have the added bet. Like I'm, I'm spoiled. I I'm playing in so many games that I get to experiment with a lot of different theories and time variations. Like this one's been really fun because we've been playing with time in many different ways. And I kind of feel like it's been our own little private multiverse that we've been kind of messing with mm -hmm. and having some fun with it. Um, whereas my Tuesday and Wednesday game, are uh, five um, five years post divergence, so they're playing right after calamity. Um, you know, so it's like it's this. What does that say? Happy Happy, Happy International GM's Day! Day. <laughs> oh, wow. That's so funny. I didn't. I was like, what's going on? There? 
Um, I was like, Keen. <laughs> Keen became a banner ad. I was a little yeah. concerned. <laughs> you got a little something on your screen. <laughs> so, yeah, just some thoughts because I figure what we'll do is, um, by the way, um, I after redoing some rewriting and some, even though I know I've written three endings for this, I've mm-hmm. added a fourth ending. Of course. Um, and I've added one more milestone. Yes. So there is a possibility of getting to level 19. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. I was going back and looking at my original arc <clears throat> stories that I was writing, and I began to realize that some of those original tangents you guys went off of and then never really continued exploring – one of them I picked back up on because I think it makes sense as to where it would have gone at this point. And I kept it a dynamic tangent line and I think it works and I like it and it presents a very unique and interesting challenge. And I, and I, and I decided to turn it into a milestone. So depending on how the choices go from here on, we'll see if that milestone is able to slip in to this. Cool. I mean, cause you guys are basically gods. <laughs> or or god killers because yeah yeah that's true well, yeah. you're at least in the I mean, presence the since we're way. facing gods <laughs> you better be up there yeah so with that let's talk about where we last left off <clears throat> after leaving the monastery and finding your way back towards workspire you stopped off at the um the ancient glacier city of the of the um, frost giants there you discovered another vestige a vestige of the wild mother a vault and a very unique dragon guarding this vault not only did you manage to free free the frost giants but you managed to defeat this fractured remnant of geladon um you then um joined the frost giants in burying their chief as they have decided to go back to their nomadic way of existence as they are going to wander the ice tundra of the graying lands. The team eventually made it back over, but before they did, a very important thing was rediscovered yet again as a very um, uh, persistent Mira was not willing to give up on that blade that had fallen under the rubble and remains of the tower that had collapsed down into the snowy ravine. And here, a very important blade was recovered. Braxis has kind of taken on this blade, and it seems to have unique capabilities, unique opportunities that it might help in getting closer and closer to this final retrieval of the final book. But the team took some time. They rallied up with Mehdi, or Menti on the um, airship, and the airship has had some upgrades as well. It's not quite the same old airship as it used to be. And during our two days of travel, day one and two seemed to be relatively normal, but by day three, we needed to settle down into the ice and snow as a heavy blizzard had settled in to the corridor of travel the team was on. I believe where we last left off, you guys were discussing certain things that had been recently discovered, certain points of interest. One in particular that seems to have burbled to the surface is something called the Shadow Forge, 
and a possible destination that was reported to Allura. She also said that she would send Griffin Riders to the uh, Anchor's Wait and within the rendered region to um, look into other possible incursions or other possible activities that might be going on during your guys' long travel up towards the rendered region. It is early evening. You guys have settled into the snowy plains of the vast expanse of the tundra that's all around you. The blizzard has set in. Menti's been forced to abandon travel and settle the ship down onto the glacial fields. It's cold. You guys have built an ad hoc kind of little campsite on the deck of the ship. I believe Gork filled a metal bucket with wood and flame and kind of has a little uh, a little stove going. <laughs> I, w- I also remember I was going to like try and talk to some of y'all and I completely forgot what it was I wanted to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and I forgot to <clears throat> Yeah. Well, it has I been a few weeks. It's been a while. Yeah. You were... Gork was fixated on what's the point of getting these books if the problem is oh, long time That ago. is right. That is Good right. Notes. It was an it was an incredibly intelligent conversation from a bloodthirsty orc. Yes. <laughs> I see Keen's been busy with mid journey again. Oh. <laughs> it's an ex it's very hard to do dragons on mid journey. That is a Good prompt, whatever you came up with. Oh, I, I had to like paint in the wing. Uh-huh. Oh, I know. <laughs> and and oh, add yeah, all the, uh, art. the uh, I've been, I've been, I've been damage. learning Photoshop again uh, because of, you know, some of the uh, things that I'm working on. So, yeah, it's, it, it's pretty. I like the scale. The scale looks amazing. It does look super dope. I like how the, yeah. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> I like how the head has like the, the like the this like the skull like the skeleton like an exoskeleton on the on it. Yeah. I think it looks dope. Super dope. It's early evening. You guys are on the deck of the ship, waiting for the blizzard to blow by. I believe walls of force were used mm-hmm. to kind of help keep the um, snow <clears throat> from pummeling onto the deck. And a nice little clear area of the deck has been created as you guys have now just hunkering down to try to pass out and or pass through this storm that's currently wading in to the glacial fields. What would you guys like to do? Are we um, all out on deck? I believe so. I am I'm in like a, I'm like in my little lean to thing I probably put together around my little fire. Yeah, I imagine everyone was there on the deck when Cork was talking about the the books. Did we come to a decision? Nope. No. I think the plan is still just to get the books. Hmm. Well, the only decision that was really made was that Mira decided to uh, take it upon herself to pilot the Citadel to have it out of existence Hmm. once we get all the books back. And we were also... Discussing about the variables of Kiyothi and right. and that um, Abraxas was talking about that we might encounter um, opposition at Anchor's Weight. Yes, yeah. they seem to know <clears throat> we're coming. 
And I think as the Braxis begin to understand the purpose of the sword and the vision that it showed him, there's some concern as to the validity of Kyothi. Is she a person that's gone quite mad and thinks she's a god? You know, is she really Kronos or the captured Goliath that used to protect the books, who is currently isolated in the Tower of Time? Is he truly Kronos? Are these both fractures of the same god in different outcomes? There was a lot Good of conjecture. question. <laughs> and that was the Tempest Blade you got, right? Yeah, which I, I wrote down a bunch of stuff for it. It's a long sword that has a lot of other shit on it. So, yeah, it's um, so cool. I, I just have it as a long sword with the stuff in the notes. So I don't exactly know. Well, when you get a chance, we'll, repost we'll use it. it. We'll use it. Yeah, when you get a chance, repost it to me in Discord, mm. um, the details, and then I'll put it into the homebrew items because – I'm I'm actually building a template for that one. I really like the way that one came out, kind of like the way I did Keen's, um, uh, her vestige, the, the wild mother vestige. Yeah, that that blade was so cool. Advantage on all attacks, um, and plus then four. extra extra attack, plus four damage, intelligence save eighteen, four d yeah. twelve psychic damage, and then. <clears throat> I scribbled something. I can't. Yeah, it's <laughs> a lot. It's so much. <laughs> it does so extra scribble damage. I swear. <laughs> I can't decide for me. Scribble. Well, I think we're at that point now where the like I'm not entirely sure what what could have happened without the the tempest blade, but I'm certainly glad Mayor decided to turn into a ground fox and get it um because i feel like you know you've got gork the god slayer frigette has the staff and the mantle of power you know keen has the wrath of nature mira has her staff and now abraxas has the tempest blade um i still don't know if it's going to be enough to beat what you've got coming against you but we'll see uh-huh. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <clears throat> There's that little DM slip of mm. fuck you, Baldrick. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Well, we have like a uh, like well, a super. We have like 25 like potions of of like heal, so I don't care. We have we'll just heal our way through your nonsense maneuver. That's what we have. We we're discussing game plans like football. You know, that's we got formations and stuff. Yeah. The irony. <laughs> Mirror hut one. Mirror yeah. two. Four. Go go. Left C. Mirror long. Go go go. Like. We call this fireball. <laughs> At the end of the day. It's just Frigid riding the back of a dragon every yep. time. <laughs> and Gork just falling to the ground. Yeah. He decided to climb up there, too. <laughs> yeah, that Geladon fight was fun. That was a lot of fun. I mean, Abraxas actually, for a moment, got a little worried. <laughs> That's I, got, so I took damage? Wait a minute. What kind of bullshit <laughs> is this? You can't move. I took damage? It's no, all yeah, for Jet Getting stunned? <laughs> yeah, that lair stun was wicked. Yeah, me lots out. of fun. I'll so tell you, the it does feel cool to be 18th level doing 18th level stuff. Like, mm. I got, I, we've got all gotten to use our, our big bombs 
you know, yeah. in that last one especially, which was very fun. Some of us have inherited new big bombs. This uh, this sword is um, attunement, and I've attuned to it. Okay. Does the as I'm like I you know messing with it because I was I said I was training with it. <clears throat> it it like is intangible, tangible. Like is it is it like am I am I able to like hit things with it? What like what happens when I hit? A, a target or block of wood or something. The main thing you notice that when you're sparring with either Keen or anyone else who chooses to spar with you um, is that there's a psychic resonance mm. every time your blade strikes something. Um, Actually, this brings up a good point. Give me, give me either an arcana or insight check during your sparring. And we'll say that you guys haven't quite settled in for a long rest. You're just kind of hunkered down trying to stay out of the blizzard at this point. So we'll say you and Keen are sparring. 19. Okay. Keen, go ahead and give me uh, an intelligence check as well as you're sparring. Intelligence check or save? Check? Check. Good old fashioned. 15. Fifteen. There's two things you guys notice that when you spar, every time the blades come together, time skips. And you get the feeling that that might be the advantage of the blade. It's actually pausing time, allowing Abraxas to move quicker. You also Ooh. notice that the resonance that the blade gives off when it collides with another blade, it's almost as if it's projecting psychic power. You're not entirely sure this blade is fully revealed yet. Okay. <laughs> so say you two kind of figure that out while you're sparring. Gork, you're over by the fire. Uh, for Jet, Mira, what are you two doing as you guys are kind of waiting for this blizzard to pass through? Uh, I'm up in my my hide. My... Mm. You're up in the crow's nest? Mm -hmm. Okay. Give me a perception check while you're up there. Uh, 15. Okay. Good to know. Mira, what are you doing? Well, Mira, she's going to go to her greenhouse. Oh, that's right. Your greenhouse. <laughs> so you made that a while ago, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause like my room got like ripped off and then yeah. Yeah. we all came to an agreement. So I wrote up a little bit. <laughs> I wrote up some of the greenhouse. Um, there's Menti eventually kind of tracks you down and guides you down below the, the deck of the ship. And um, we had a bit of a problem with your greenhouse. What? It, it, I mean, it, it kind of got it kind of got wild. Um, so <clears throat> we just kind of take over the back half of the ship. So it's like as soon as she says that, she walks you towards the rear cabins of the lower deck. It, it like a bird flies by. <laughs> Kind of like goes right by you. There's bushes, trees, flowers, uh, but it's all based on the fact that Menti has sequestered one of the automatons to persistently like create humidity. So there's like an automaton up in the corner, and it's just belching like humidity twenty four seven, and this like kind of out of control 
verdant garden space has kind of come into existence. Oh, man. I, mean, I don't know what you got to do with it, but, you know, hey, it's all yours. And she turns around, just kind of clinks off, you know, back towards the stairs, and you can hear her go back up towards the main deck. And then Mayra will turn, turn around and say, Thank you, Betty! Uh, yeah, it's going to be really good when that rot that wood gets to rotten, but okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and Mira is just elated at the sight of this uh, spring in a storm. And she will start tending to the flowers and uh, basically writing down all the different species in her little notebook and compare... Um, what type of sheet seed she has and just having maintenance on it. Um, give me an investigation check or a nature check. Your choice. Hmm. I feel like nature. That seems to be the case. 24. <laughs> 24. There are some unusual sprouts and plants in here. Probably the most unusual thing is sleeping with sleeping on a like a medium sized mushroom, like a purple yellow spotted mushroom, laying across it and sound asleep is this very portly and horrifically dressed pixie. He's surrounded by empty liquor bottles. Oh, his, no. his like shirt. Is like stained and pulled up past his protruding belly. Um, he's got one sock on, one sock off, and he's got his like bag bundle off to the left, and he's just snoring loudly. But it kind of sounds like a mouse being stepped on when he snores. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And his and he's like heavily tattooed. You can, like see just very very poorly done tattoos on him. We we have an edgy pixie on our hands. Okay. <laughs> kind of, um, yeah. So Mira's gonna peer down and look at the pixie and be like, um, hello? Sir? He rolls over to his side. He's got like plumber's trousers on now. Just a little bit of the just a little bit of the moon peeking out. Um Mayra will notice one of like the pungent flowers that are close by. She's gonna encourage it to give like a little poof of the fragrant smell over to the pixie and see if he wakes up. Pollen puffs out in this way. It's kind of like strange, like yellowish orange kind of you know, gas kind of envelops him. He starts to sit up, his eyes are blinking, they're kind of gluey shut. He's got a kind of rubs at him and he's testing empty bottles and then he kind of looks up at you um hi oh. there oh hi uh, mm, are you a I giant don't... uh I, I... your eyes <laughs> you know I... this used to be a great place i thought it was empty is this your place um for now it is oh um how long have you been here, little one? I, I don't know. I've been... <clears throat> he kind of like wipes at his mouth. <laughs> Finds a bottle and drains it back. How? Uh, yeah, I, um, I kind of crawled on board when it was 
uh, you know, uh, back at the the floating city thingy. Ah, oh, yes. You yeah. Came from the tree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poof. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know what you mean by that. I I mean, um, there's a whole bunch of us that kind of accidentally came through that that tree. Uh, we kind of didn't know what to do, and we just kind of wandered around for a while. And I eventually just ended up on your ship. Did you know that that there's someone on this ship that keeps a lot of booze? Um, yes. And there's also someone else you probably need to steer clear of. Uh, yeah, oh, that big man in tin. Just, uh, just make sure you hang around here for a while. <laughs> oh, and, and he's probably all of eight inches tall, you know. And he stands up on the, he he cracks his back and he's looking at the mess he made and looks at you. You oh, certainly made yourself at home. Are, are we still? If it. It's colder and it sounds louder outside. I, I, I've been asleep for like a week, I think. Wow, that is definitely a long rest. Yeah, <laughs> are, are we not at the citadel? Are we not at the the, the place anymore? No, we are far from it. Uh, we are actually northwest uh, towards Anchor's Weight. Oh. Shit. A little bit far from home. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. Um, well, this has been a terrifying conversation. I'm gonna. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, what's your name? Well, to be fair, everybody was talking about how you and your friends eat fey people. Well, I certainly don't. That's why I said to be wary of the man in tin. Well, the green skin was eating the remains of the fey people. Yes. The seeds off the ground, you know, those things. Those are actual fey people that don't, like, make it back in time. Yeah, so I've heard. <laughs> like, they're little corpses. They're, he's eating little um, corpses. So you can kind of see how maybe, you know, um, you know, strange conversations, you know, rumors can get started when you eat fey corpses. Just saying. Well, make sure to not step out of line with the big green guy, then. Oh, or he'll eat me, then, is what you're saying. Just be careful. Maybe if you just hang around with me, you'll be just fine. My benevolent overlord. Of course. Yeah, yes. I will I will do whatever to curry your favor to make sure you don't feed me to the big green guy. Sounds perfect. <laughs> Sounds like we found the big bad. That's great. That's great. <laughs> awesome. It's awesome. Well, it seems you've been taking good care of this place. Not really. Hotel, and she looks at the empty bottles. <laughs> it's just, it's just a detriment. I mean, he's just basically a squatter. <laughs> She's gonna pick up one of the bottles. How? 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 Small I mean, it's it? like it's like picking up a piece of uh, like jewelry, just like this little tiny glass piece of jewelry. But it's pretty pungent. It's got a nice kind of like alcoholic fragrant to it. It's it's pungent. He's pungent. Huh. Yeah. Maybe you should take a little shower in the tiny spring over there. Uh, why? Is there a party? I uh, guess there will be a, a party later. Oh, okay. And he just a starts taking party. his clothes off, and <laughs> now he's a naked pixie. He's kind of climbing oh, off okay. the mushroom, uh, and he goes like just okay. 
he disappears into the undergrowth of the of the garden space, and you could hear him wash it around in something, but you're not really sure what it is. Do I smell? <laughs> I mean, could be water. Okay. And the the, the amount of humidity is <clears throat> being kind of like ejected into the garden space. Okay, she'll think to herself, now we got a poof on our hands. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Just <laughs> try not to uh, cause That's what happens when you roll a natural 20 at the start of the day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And I'll just stay and tend to the garden and hang out with poof. Okay. For Jet, from your vantage point, from your vantage point, um, looking across and down as the kind of left to right of the blizzard coming across with the wind speed, although it's being buffeted off the walls of force, it gives you enough of a visualization that the familiar glacier worms have been sighted a couple times, but they seem to either be hunting other prey or they're migrating. They're just in these, you could see like at sometimes a single large worm kind of crest out of the ice and kind of go back down, followed by maybe, <clears throat> excuse me, followed by maybe two or three smaller glacier worms that are kind of following as well. And they seem to be purposely using the blizzard as cover so that they can move quicker. So they can move at a pace that allows them to continue to migrate what appears to be the same direction that you guys have been going towards, that, that deep northeast and, and eventually hoping to arrive at the rendered region. Already the blizzard is beginning to kind of taper off a bit. The air pressure is kind of like collapsing. Now it's just a snowdrift. By mid-evening, it's a snowdrift. Just snow kind of coming down, settling. Then all of a sudden you guys feel the ship <laughs> begin to rise as Menti puts it back up in the air for the remainder of days three travel. Although you lost a little bit of time because of the storm. Anybody want to do anything before the long rest and before we start day four? I would like to go find Keen. Okay. Where, where, where would she be? She's probably finishing sparring with Abraxas. I'll just kind of wait until they're done, and I'll call Keen over to my fire when they're done. Okay. okay. How did I? How did I do in the sparring <laughs> against I mean, a, a vestige? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I would say that it was more about trying to understand how things work. Okay. Is there more about these things that mean more? And it was more about a, a, a decompressing from the travel and decompressing from the recent events than the true importance of the spar. Okay. And eventually you and Braxis take a break and Gork is kind of over by his fire, just kind of waving over to you, Keen, to come on over. Okay. Yeah. I'll go on over, sheath my sword and plop down next to the fire. Keen. Your previous employer, the what was her name again? 
I remember you, you saying that she used to deal with these incursions before demonic incursions. I think so. How much do you think she knows about all of these things? Uh oh, Gork is looping another string for the map. <laughs> now he's going towards the madness that has Alora with lots of her wizardy power. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine she knows what I've reported to her. But she's the, she's powerful, but she's not all knowing. All knowing. That's what, part of my she, job is to inform. What her. about? Uh, what about just the demonic in general? She knows much about that. Yes. I I don't do I what I know. How much he knows about? Um, give me a history check. Demonic. Yeah, I mean, give me a history check. Um, some of what you know about her is common, but eight. You know that during her lifetime, she has engaged in very unique activities that require, uh, I would say, one of her most unique lifetime encounters was with the subjugation of Thordak, not once but twice. Uh, the original subjugation, then the eventual destruction of Thordak when Vox Machina helped um, free um, uh, free Amon during the Chroma Conclave Wars. Um, she's had to deal with other things since then. Um, being a friend of Pike has always called her away on occasion from time to time to deal with slight incursions. Mm -hmm. But you don't know if we're dealing with an incursion of this scale. This scale feels massive. This 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 kind of situation that you guys find yourselves in. Okay. Um, so I'll say she's fought some very powerful beings before, like the Chroma Conclave. But as far as beings from the lower planes, nothing that powerful. What do you think she would make of all of this if she knew what we did? Heothi, the books, the fortress. Actually, she, I think she does. Because uh, whatever, like the day before I reported in, that's how we found out that she was sending uh, the Griffin Riders ahead to Anchor's Wait. What did she tell you about Keothi? Did she tell you what she thought on the matter? I don't remember. Did she... I don't think she mentioned anything specific about Kyothi. Just she's she's been kind of very avoidant about Kyothi specifically. But then again, you guys as a group haven't been divulging a lot of information about Kyothi either. You've been pretty kind of like retrospective about your relationship with Kyothi and the and the quest that you're on and the journey that you've been on and getting people involved up to a point. But as soon as the links are becoming more evident about the corruption of the books and Kyothi's ideas about the calamity never truly ending, which for the most part is considered heresy throughout most of I mean, she would be arrested and thrown in prison if she arrived in Vasselheim at any given time or opportunity. Um, 
So from that perspective, it's mostly been kind of keeping everybody on the edge of awareness, but no one's really delved into your discoveries all that much. Okay. Uh, so I would have filtered in about some of the new discoveries about yeah, the, some of the basics, I think. The basics. And then definitely that we were worried that once we t- touch the final book that she's going to activate. Kyothi yeah. may be an unknown factor when that happens, yeah. What about you? What do you think about Kyothi? I'm not sure. I don't know. Every time I think I know something, it turns out to be, like, totally wrong. It <laughs> <So. laughs> uh, does seem to be how things have been going for us. I ask because I'm not sure if we necessarily want to bring the books back to the fortress. We do not know at the end of the day if that's the right thing. We keep being told that that's what we need to do to lock them away forever, and it makes sense. Kiyothi has been telling us to do that the entire time, but I still don't trust her. I agree. I don't trust her. And then the the Goliath was also encouraging us to... She warned us of Kyothi. Okay. Yeah. I think the other day when you brought up that bringing the books together when they've been separated for so long may be just as dangerous as... or more dangerous than having left them alone. And we'll I can't help but wonder that we're doing somebody's work for them. I mean, think about it. look at all the look at the power that these deities have been throwing at us. Dragons. Armies of these little demon creatures. What now? Why were they not gathered centuries ago? And if and if we fear that bringing them together will force their hand, well, haven't isn't that what they've been trying now? It's not working. And while I won't say things have been easy, we've been going off against some very, very powerful beings. But once, weren't there others who were given the protection of these books before? The Goliaths. And they failed. Why weren't the books collected then? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I'm missing a lot of information. It's funny because when I first joined with the Grey Guardians, my mission was basically to help retrieve the books and I didn't know why and I never really asked I don't think any of us know why we are simply told this is what we need to do take the books to the citadel get them out of here do this do that go get the books I think we're being played well we have most of the books 
we could decide what to do with them. I mean, don't they need all the books to open the portals to the hells to free the gods from their chains? Why not just take one and sequester it away somewhere deep and dark where they'll never be found? I think... Rest are useless. No, not useless, but... I think it's because if Kyothi is to be believed that unless we use the books to seal the portal the Betrayer Gods still have influence in our world and the Calamity continues and that was why we should bring all the books together. Wasn't the and Calamity when all the gods decided to lock themselves away for the betterment of this world, then why can I still speak to my god? Why are there still clerics and paladins scurrying around all over the place? If if we had to lock them all away, would that not lock us away from them as well? Probably need to talk to a cleric. I don't think a cleric would know. The point is, if we take all these books and throw them out into the void, with the dark, with the dark, with the with the hells, would Asmodeus and all of his kin wouldn't they all still be able to influence our world like any of the gods influence them now? So what is the point of getting the books? Why are we trying to sequester them away if we don't know what we're doing? I don't know. Well, that's the point. I'm not so... What's the word? It's kind of... Uh, not so sure anymore that we are doing the right thing. Doubt. I think when when Gork says that, I mean that hits Keen very hard because that basically is what happened. You know, a lot of her backstory is like mm-hmm. doing the right thing and not knowing if she's doing the right thing, and she thought she had found a purpose now. So, I think I think if we are going to try and bring these books back to the Citadel to send them away even though the giantess has told us that that is a trap at least she suspects it might be we need to have another plan for the books in case that is what they want Asmodeus and them or anyone else I don't really care who Asmodeus your lady the other gods. I think they're playing us like pawns in their stupid game. So we keep the books away from all of them? Well, I think we need to have another plan in for when this all goes to shit. Because knowing us, it probably will. Hmm. Not to us. We are not the problem. <laughs> ah, okay. 
the giant is right and we bring the books back to the citadel and a portal begins to open we need to have a way to well undo what we've done or sequester these books away or we need to have a plan to get them out of there or something or the other I'll be honest with you I don't do this because I necessarily care for the other empires of this world but if this world is destroyed my people will have nowhere to go I cannot risk this world being destroyed. Yes. And then I kind of like touch the crown on my head and uh, say, I've been tasked with protecting the world as well. Mm. So you have. Everyone thinks we're trying to protect something, the world, this or that. But I'm not so sure anymore. Uh, it was a lot easier when I just took orders. Mm. Uh, I feel like... I think for me it is now easier than it ever has been. My place is not on this world. My place is at the side of my god, fighting whatever war he so pleases to fight. But I must leave the world for my people. I wish I had your certainty. Oh, it's not certainty. Well, at least it's, you. I am certain that I Conviction will die and that I will go on to fight forever. But that will be all for naught if my people will all come with me all at once. If you get my drift. I don't know what to do. Perhaps we... Well, I don't know. Abraxas is usually the one that seems to have the plans. Hmm. He does. He also seems to be very convinced about these books. Well, I see why you're talking to me then. Hmm. Well, I know where he sits. I think I know where Frigette and Mira sit on this. But I think you, like me, have some doubts. Well, they might have doubts too, but that's not the point. Um, Storyteller, how do I, do I, since I have a connection to the books, do I have any sense of, like... I think your main connection is because you've touched the ninth book that was being protected by one of the gateway guardians of and once again that particular instance everything was frozen in time things were so not necessarily frozen but they were moving so slow that when you penetrated that temporal space that was purposely affecting that space to keep them from retrieving the book. 
that moment of your collision of both time and the book gave you this unique ability to now know where the other books are. This persistent nagging, this persistent itch that that ninth book is somewhere located in the rendered region never truly goes away. It's almost kind of like that you get a little popcorn kernel stuck in your tooth for like a week. And it's just that annoying. And what Gork is pointing out to you is that if, if the Braxis is right, and this is the correct timeline you're supposed to be on, this is the one that determines the outcome as to whether or not whatever this force is trying to accomplish, whether it's the completion of the calamity or some other unknown reality that's supposed to come to fruition during this execution of this timeline. Why is there still, there's, there's missing pieces. We know where the final book is, at least an approximation. But what was the purpose of that community of dragonkin and the great statue that was never truly explored? The dragon seemed intent on convincing everyone that she was merely protecting her kin and found them a safe place to reside because they were running from their own troubles, their own troubled history. Was that a deviation of the timeline? The, re-solidific- the re-solidification of the Citadel and the twins attempting to corrupt the council. Is that really all on the same timeline? Or are these deviations that have nudged you and your friends to stay on the correct path? What if you were to make a decision right now that was so dramatic? Would it upend the timeline? Or is it your fate already decided? Are you on a fate's path or is the path being forced upon you because choices that you and your friends are making and the idea of the, of the books that currently Forget has, no one's really bothered to open them. No one's taken the time to wonder if these books are real. They were, simply devices that everyone felt convinced that they should be kept safe. Is all this actually real? Uh, D6 Inspiration D Storyteller, you went exactly where I was about to go. <laughs> <laughs> I was in, your, in, your, in your special gorky way. No, I was following you. I, you, um, you were, you're hitting on some points that you guys haven't quite messed around with yet. I'll just look at Kane. We were given the choice to either save this world or to let it fall. I believe there are other options we do not yet see. I think you're right. And I don't think anyone wants those options. I think that whoever is playing this game wants us to choose one of the two. And me being a spiteful, angry orc, I'd like to choose that third option, just to piss them off. I don't want to be used again. We already are. 
want to change that. You know what? Since apparently I can touch the books now, maybe I should read some of them. Hmm. Frigid's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Her eyes just read paragraphs. (laughs) Perhaps you should read them and... Well, I'll be there with you. You can read them to me. We can find out what they say. Shit. I'm going to get my other notes out because I may have just opened Pandora's box. Hold on. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Great time with Gork. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. I was like, oh my god, he is so pathing right now. Oh my god. I'm metagaming. No, you're not. knowing I'm metagaming. Yeah, I can say. Um... Once okay. upon a time in the nine hells, <laughs> there's a cute little orc that could slay, that could slay gods. Yes. Orc the orc. <laughs> hmm. All right. Well, perhaps we should go see if a jet will let us open them. Okay, let's go appeal to her curiosity. <laughs> That's smart. I was just going to hold her down while you opened the box. <laughs> <laughs> but that's smart. All right, Gork, you got a D6 for that one. I don't, I don't I know how I feel two. about it, but I love how Keen was like, no, we don't have to hold her down. But that was pretty funny. <laughs> I like that one. That was good. I'll go stomping on down to find for Jet. Okay. I guess if we pass either Abraxas or Mira, I might also just kind of catch their attention. So I would say with you and I'd say you, Abraxas, and Gork are on the main deck. You saw Frigette climb up to her perch oh, right. a while ago, so she's mm-hmm. up at her perch. And Mira disappeared down below decks maybe a half hour or so ago. Every now and then you hear sounds of like she's having a conversation with someone, but... It seems odd, considering everybody's accounted for. So maybe she's finally snapped and she's just talking to herself. (laughs) She has been known to talk to uh, spirits and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I already talked to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, it, so for Jet's in the crow's nest, so I don't. We're not walking to to get her. Do you want to wait for her to come down? Or should I give up? I'm just sitting around my fire. I think it'd be better just to wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If she doesn't come down soon, we will go. I'll just wait. I screw this. I just scream up at the top of the top of the mast, over the wind and the kind of like creaking yeah. of the ship in the air for jet you could hear gork's wonderful melodic voice i would what say everyone want? hears gork did you see for jet's little rosy cheeks pop over the edge of the crow's nest looking down at you oh me and Queen have something we want to ask you Would we have would we have overheard any of this, or are we? I mean, uh, I would I would imagine no. But Abraxas, you would have been lingering on the main deck, 
just kind of probably. Well, I'm, I'm having my wall of force up, so I'm yeah. still having to like focus on it. Yeah. I probably um, wasn't trying to like hide anything until we started to talk directly about like. Yeah, about possibly. Hey, by the what, way, yeah. everything is wrong. The world is against us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the typical paranoia of someone designed in, specifically from a lineage of god killers. But yeah, you know, it is what it is. So for Jet, they seem to that you watch as Gork is like beckoning you down. That you overhear him yell that him and Keen want to ask you something. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll head on down. Just but. scales down the main mast and lands on the deck. Abraxas, you would see the three of them now around the main mast. Uh, Mira, are you anything? Do you want to come back up to the main deck at this point? Yes. So at this point, Mira already made like a little table and a chair out of twigs. For oh, him. yeah, this is great. Yeah. Ugh, he comes out wrapped up in a little leaf. Uh, my clothes are dirty. I'm just going to, you know, I just, just keep my sticks and berries out of the <laughs> out of the pudding. Uh, yeah, just yeah. hanging on the stem over here. <laughs> uh, well, there's no reason to be rude. Uh, oh, that. sorry. Never mind. Yeah, this is great. Uh, this table is going to be great. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, uh, thanks. Nice chair. And I've already made uh, flower crowns for everybody. So I think they're going to be really hey, Do you mind if I invite some friends? Oh, there's more of you, Poof? Well, yeah, well, not here. I can, I can summon them, and they could come hang out with me. Um, sure. Just as long as it doesn't get too out of hand here. Because remember, sure. yeah. big green guy. Ooh, uh, our benevolent uh, protector. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> fear and loathing. Yeah, fear and loathing. Appreciate that. All right. And he just kind of. Tucks into the food on the table. <laughs> Little berries. <laughs> All right, yeah, um, she's... And Abraxas, you see Mira come back up on the main deck at that point. Well, I got new flowers from the flower garden. They immediately freeze. <laughs> yeah, they just, like, fly away from the... <laughs> All the petals. <laughs> <laughs> like, the snow breeze slams Aww. into them. The, like, dandelions. Just, <laughs> oh... Well, okay. well, you'll grow more. Yeah. <laughs> For Jet Lands on the main deck. All of you are kind of gathered back together again. For Jet, me and Keen have come to the conclusion that uh, it'd be best if she has a look at those books. Wait, aren't you curious about what's in the books? Oh, we're finally doing this? It's finally happening? I, All your hopes and dreams. It's like yeah, this you've been waiting for this day. Because I think I can touch the books without, you know... Dying. Dying. For sure. Absolutely. So. Take your selection. <laughs> Maybe... We should pick one. Chet's got this new, like, no, manic no. look. No. Oh, I want to see what happens. Yeah. We're finally doing this now. Yeah. Can I, get I got out? the first one and wanted to read it, but y'all said no. And I said, you'll come around. You died. I, I was patient. You legit <laughs> died. That Is was it on in a different, this timeline? <clears throat> that was have a different we, timeline, though. Yeah. Have this we timeline, been, she hasn't opened uh, anything. Yeah. We haven't cracked uh, open a book, huh? In this timeline. Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Can we possibly go down below and out of the wind? Oh, yeah. 
I wouldn't want to do it up here. Yeah, I think I can do my wall of leave it up. It's it's up. I mean, we're going down below. I don't think we'd really need it. We'll say that there's it's that. for the ship. No, remember we were. I was trying to protect the ship mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, at this point, the blizzard is gone. It's just, it's it's rough weather, but it's nothing that the ship can't handle because Menti's brought it back up to continue the travel at this point. Oh, okay. So you guys come underneath the main deck and into the commons deck. The cabins are one space lower. So the commons deck is where all the, you know, all the crew used to exist. But they, you know, it's an automated ship now. All the automatons do the work. Um, The gunners are still there, but those have all been kind of upgraded to be able to fire on their own accord with the Uh. automatons' assistance. Didn't like the captain's quarters have like a big, yeah, it has like a yeah. big integrated system yeah. that kind of helps control everything. Once again, fine gnomish engineering designed for simplicity and purpose. Unfortunately, the ship's main challenge has always been it's designed for three foot tall people, so it's always been kind of having to work around that limitation. Like, retrofit- like- <laughs> they retrofitted <laughs> like the, the cabins area. But, you know, the commons area was already kind of big anyways, so it wasn't quite as bad as the cabins that were built for three-foot-tall gnomes. Um, (laughs) But you guys are, like, in that area of the second deck where there's tables and, you know, just kind of like a common space that you guys kind of use to, to, you know, have discussions, have a meal out of the weather. It's just kind of like that cozy little space that you keep. Wait, so are the tables in the roof fixed from when they uh, no. turned into apes? Yeah. Oh, that, that's been fixed. That was been okay, fixed. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's been fixed. <laughs> you, can, you, can see, you can see the four holes where our legs have. <laughs> you can see where the new wood and the old wood. Yeah. Oh, or it, what if they turn into skylights? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I would imagine your ship is more like the Enterprise. There's just one place on the ship that everyone signs because it's never been damaged. <laughs> it's about the size of a dinner plate. I'll, I'll find myself a seat at the table. Project, do you pull out the box? Yeah, I'll set it up on the table. Okay. Everybody. Gonna invite the others, or we just gonna mm-hmm. just the three of us? Oh, Braxis and Mira would <laughs> be there. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Braxis, oh, no, no, they, yeah. yeah, they joined us on the deck. So yeah. I think we're all together. Now. Yeah, this is a book club now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll open it up. Present the books. Gasp of souls. Yeah, it feels like opening the Ark of the Covenant. Everybody starts melting. <laughs> I will go ahead and preemptively cast protection from evil and good on Keen as well. Okay. I am. Just- I have. <laughs> I have dispel magic locked and loaded in mm-hmm. case because I am a hundred percent sure someone's dying in this room. <laughs> <laughs> this okay, is I, uh, as much as I agree that it happened on another timeline. I'm like, good luck to us all. Here we go. And I'm like, I like have a, a thing locked and loaded, ready. And I have Revivify, <clears throat> and she's crossing her fingers. That's the Revivify spell. I'm like uncursing. We're, we're ready. We're ready. I think we're ready. Okay. 
Alright, which one do you want first? Uh, I guess when the box opens, um, maybe I'll like. Which, of... which one are we missing? You're which missing book help? six. Is the okay. one that you have not retrieved yet. And the, the one book? that Kyothi has is which one? Uh, I believe <coughs> she has book three. Mm-hmm. Okay. I should just write. The so you guys are currently in possession. So when you look at the book or at the box, the interior of the box. It is designed to hold these books in very specific order, and they're or they're they're kind of organized in book one through nine order. Um, the interior of the box I don't think has ever been really investigated. So, Keen, as the box is open and you start looking at the overall setup of the interior, uh, give me an investigation check as you begin to examine it. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. The interior of the box has a slight deviation in the leveling of the sort of the book. The highest level being the first book. And then at the lowest level of the sort, you could see the the book of Nessus, which is Osmodeus's book. And they all seem to equally represent the idea of each of the locations, right? Avernus, which is the gateway entry into the Nine Hells. There's Dis. Um, you do not have the Book of Memon, which is the Moneros book. So there's an empty spot there. Uh, you have the Philegathos and the Stygia book. But the Stygia book triggers your memory the most. That was a hard fight. A lot of people died to get that book. By far, that felt like the most dangerous contest that you guys had been on. While... There's a great deal of fear as your eyes rest on the Asmodeus book for a moment and how important it was to find that book and the gradual recuperation of the Citadel. Uh, uh, correction, I'm immune to fear. <laughs> You're immune to reality. <laughs> but what's really interesting is the one that felt, you know, the Mesistopheles book. That was a journey. That one reminds you because you had to actually go to that level of hell. But you, it never felt like it was the actual one. It felt like you were just tasting the edges of a really good apple pie. You know, it was just like there was such a sense of fear and intensity of existing in another place of existence like that. Even though you never got to the inner sanctum because of what the tiefling had helped you kind of accomplished, helped all of you escape because he wanted to escape as well. Once again, these books seem to be important in nature, in the idea, but they all feel like keys. They all feel like gateways. They all feel like their purpose is to be able to move in and out of these spaces. Perhaps we should start with the first. Well, let's think about this. Abraxas, didn't you mention in one of the timelines that a book was opened and a tentacle-haired person was in one of the realms? A tentacle-haired person? Eight strands? No, Mira, that was me and Frigette's on an alternate timeline. Well, no, but 
in the alternate timeline when Forget opened one of the books, she went to one of the levels of hell and she saw oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. hair person making a deal with uh, Spader. The, Me and yeah. Forget saw that, yeah. No, I saw that Spader? when I, I opened yeah. it. Yeah, that's you. I don't. Yeah. I, thought, I thought that God gave us a vision. So there was that two, was a different vision. Yeah, oh, that was okay. the uh, that was the God Vikay, who is the yeah. patron God gotcha, of gotcha. the Goliaths. Right. That's, that's what I was thinking of. Continue. Yeah, and then- that, but that but that brings up a good point to mirror what Mir is expressing is that while the God Vikay showed an image of a nine-strand-haired creature, when Forget opened up the disc book. She had experienced that same creature making a bargain with the spader. Yes. And witnessing that bargain had killed her or nearly killed her. Yes. And Abraxas told that and relayed that to us from that other timeline. I I will also mention that <clears throat> every time one of these books has been opened, there's been just incredible horror coming out of them. And and in like this book, and I, I'm going to point at the one that Forget touched originally and that killed her. This one, you died just from touching it. Dead, but dead. Keen is showing Right. I'm going to reach out and touch it. You watch. I know. Touches the book of this, and there's a warm harmonic feeling. And you feel a reaction to the spell that Gork cast. Ah. You feel like that barrier just prevented your psyche from imploding. Go, Gork. So, are you immune? Like, like, that's a good question. I mean, she's been able to touch the book so far. And it cursed her. Mm. Yeah, she is. Which this is a gift. We are. This is these time books. she uses this curse, and we can learn what these books actually have to say. Hey, they, we're on new. We're on new ground here. I don't know. I don't know the answer. the The whole point being, this this you have to pick a choose your path here. We're we're. What you're saying is these books will reveal something to us that we don't not that we do not already know. Or you're saying that it'll show us a truth that that we've been lied to about? These books are pure lie and evil and deception and all of the other sins. It's 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 hard to take these books as how do you know what is in them? The truth. It's hard to know the truth from the people who want these books too. No, I, again, I'm you're all. Two things can be true. Uh, the the idea that we're being like two you know rights what I'm definitely make a truth. Yeah. So <laughs> like, two, two things can be true. One of which being we are not in a position to experiment this end this close to the end. I I think that if so we're going to we open, just take the books and put them in the citadel and send it on its way. I know in my heart that whatever we think is going to happen isn't going to happen exactly in the way we think it is. I think we need to rely on our abilities to adapt to the surroundings that we've found ourselves in, which I think is what we've 
kind of been very good at. Every time, at every turn, there's been something that we weren't ready for, and we we were made ready in the moment. You know what I mean? Like, so I think we have been made ready for whatever is about to happen, but we don't know what that is. Yes, all possibilities are true on a on an infinite number of timelines. Every possibility is possible. So, yes, everything that we're saying right now could absolutely happen. That you read the books, it tells you some, it reveals some truth to you that these people don't want you to know. Whoever they, these people are, they they don't want you to know. Whether it's Kiothi, Kronos, Alora, the the you know uh, Asmodeus, uh, who knows who it is that's going to be revealing the story. The problem is, is that we are forced to choose you know that's the problem problem is that we have to move forward we cannot not move forward it just depends that every choice you're making now is winding that top like winding up everything even faster so every choice is just a just a, a, a notch up on the whole craziness of what's going on because all of these timelines are narrowing down to the one where we will have been successful you know what I mean? And in the meantime, there's a whole bunch of shit trying to stop us from focusing it down. So, big picture, we, you don't have to get ready if you're always ready. And I think we've been made ready. So, I back you. I Whatever you decide. So, let's open the books and see what they say. These books yes. are of great you, power. They have opened up portals from the hells themselves. There's a reason why people are pursuing these books. They were opened by books. They were opened by people who did not know what they are and by people who did not have the ability to touch them. And this is based on a what if, Gorg. We don't know what this can unleash. We've already uncovered a small portion of what devastation might come from it. You're not wrong. Yeah. Neither of neither of you are wrong. Neither of you like we're you're both right. I've we know we can, I've spoken to the Queen, and we have been put on a path either we save this world or we don't. We either get this book to the citadel or we fail. But we've been told everything we know we've been simply been told by others. First we thought we could trust Kyothi, then we didn't, then we thought we could, and now again we think we don't. Well, we can actually make the choice. What if there is another choice besides the two? What if there is something else we can do? How long does protection from good and evil last? Ten minutes, but I can always recast it. (laughs) Okay. We are also, let's not, let's zoom out, okay? Besides what we've been told... There's an entire apparatus in place to travel the abyss that was constructed and then destroyed, and we have been slowly piecing together. It, it is a hard, that's a hard sell. Like, how do you incorporate that into the lie that, of, of the process if, of what we're supposed to be doing? If they had the we, ability to send into the abyss in the beginning, why are the books still here? 
Why did they not immediately that, just send them off? I'm I'm assuming that was the message that I received from Kronos that Kiothi was responsible for the the separation of the of the tool that will eventually let the books because the whole point is that these books cannot be destroyed and they cannot be um she interrupted the ceremony at the citadel and then that's what blew up the citadel right it blew up the citadel so what i'm saying is that this this they these books were never meant to be destroyed they were meant to be put on this wandering abyssal thing books sent a- off into the into the universe sent off into the ethereal the the other space that is not here so that they cannot be con- controlled by forces that will use them so i'm gonna ask we, we've been frigid, frigid. but that's my is understanding it better to I know or not to know frigid better to know or not to know it's better to know ah uh, I think that but was a- you're going to start with what you can observe. Um, and what we've witnessed from these books is the disasters that they actively bring into this world. We've seen it in Uralis. We've seen it in Uthodurn. We've seen it in uh, what's now the Great Valley. We've seen it in uh, the Citadel itself, when you touched on Asmodeus's book, we saw it down in my monastery. We see, like, we've seen it all of these places. Just one book, its mere existence lures and draws in disaster and chaos. Leaving it on this plane, this planet, this, this existence that we're standing on right now, leaving it here is not safe. Bringing them the together is probably not safe the only choice is to get it away and that is what the ceremony is supposed to do right to get it off of here you said that you want to protect this place that we're in that is the thing we can do to protect the place that we're in is to is to deal with these disastrous books. Abraxas, you said that these books cannot be destroyed. Is it that they cannot be destroyed or that they shouldn't be destroyed? Are these keys or are they the locks to the hells? Storyteller, help me out here. I understand <laughs> that... So, you so, guys are doing great. I so am I, am I... Was my understanding correct that the, that's these books were meant to be put into this citadel abyssal plane thing uh the to then be forever out there doing wandering randomly wandering wandering the astral sea the astral sea that's the one i couldn't think of so my understanding is that these books exist because they are manifestations of the hells here so like if the hells exist these books exist so like unless we plan on destroying the planes of hell (laughs) these books will exist that's my understanding is like these are these things are inexorably linked you know Mm. to the hells so if they are connected in that way my assumption is that if they 
we are here to complete the process of the calam of the to to conclude the process of the calamity by sending these books off and that's it no more connections no more gates no more no bringing the 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 nine betrayer gods from hell into the material plane this narrative in your head as you vocalize it to the others while at the same time you're kind of reaching back into your understanding of what things are you did bring up a very interesting thought there is something actually concluding well i mean it in the sense of like this chapter is closed you know what i mean like if there is ever any other conclusion to the calamity, like the calamities exist, the calamity in my mind, this is Mike and Abraxas. Right, that's fair. Mike, I understand it like the calamity in some way created the hells in the way and formed them in the way they are. So they exist now, right? These well, books are part historically, of Historically, you would be aware that the founding and... The Calamity was the second mm -hmm. coming of the Betrayer Gods. The Calamity was because of the Age of Arcanum and the, the failure of humankind to respect the Arcane. Right. And very powerful wizards were corrupted into allowing the Betrayer Gods to almost come back in again. Avalier? The, re the right, result... The whole... You know, the result of that was the calamity now some hundreds of years later almost as almost like a, a millennia later you have this person who believes that that's never actually finished yet kyothi has right. been pursuing these books because she felt they were keys to the understanding of how to conclude the calamity it was her original thesis her hypothesis when you guys first began to understand the journey over the course of the journey you've begun to realize that not only are these books maybe a little bit more powerful than she understood them to be but there are clearly a relationship with this idea of a god called Kronos not a, not a known god to Exandria but so far a god that's trying to establish the understanding of itself within the prime material plane. And so the so, fractured timeline and the relationship of these books begin to feel like the calamity itself. It's like a loop, right? Exactly so what it's beginning it, to feel like to you. Right. So in my so as I'm processing, so it's not about the conclusion, it's about the completing of the loop, right? So it, it closes, not the chapter, but it closes the conclusion. loop. It's a no, form 100%. of conclusion. No, 100%. By allowing, by, by putting all of the pieces of the Citadel back together, by getting the books and completing the locking away of this whole thing, the, the initial betrayal by Kyothi 
to stop this process. All right, everybody happening. give me insight checks. Everyone give me insight checks because I feel like this conversation around the book is is bringing you guys very close to a piece of information that might be helpful. 24. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, two. Now one. <laughs> 18. Oh, man. Okay. What is it? Uh, insight? Insight, yeah. Oh, boy. Not my, not my strong suit. 16. Mm, not bad. Mm. Gork is the... <laughs> <laughs> well, he started us down this path. Uh, for Jet, what did you get? Nine. Nine? Nine. Overall, as a group, not great. I mean, Gork brings a little bit of it upwards. Um, Keen and Forget, while Forget believes the books are dangerous, therefore it's important to keep them contained, Keen is of the impression that all this might be linked to a single book. But as a group, you begin to think back towards your experiences. The butcher block was fragmented. Mm -hmm. The citadel was fragmented. Time has been fragmented. Kyothi oh, no. exists inside of a bubble that has never stopped and therefore she currently exists on every known timeline from within that right. stasis. Mm. She unshattered herself by containing oh, herself no. in the ball. <laughs> this feels like someone who is not only looking for these books, but is looking for a specific timeline that they all come together on. The one. You are shitting like hell. And then your sword <laughs> can pierce every, every that Every time orb. I pet her, just more and more fur. <sighs> Wait, so say that again? Your, say that again, Mayor? Your sword can pierce that orb. Yes. In... And again, look, if we're going to not trust anyone, then we then Kronos, who's kind of imbued me with some sort of corrective action. Like, I am part of the solution. He's given me this to conclude that. <laughs> For Jet, that after mean? almost two years of play, that's the first time your dog ever got wild. Yeah. <laughs> what is it doing? Want attention? Mom. Mine's right here. Mine's right here. My Grogu. Oh. Is my <laughs> um, wait, so, so, so if I have this sword that is a way to remove or to to sh I don't know pierce that protection so your there sword is, is a possible time itself then right it is, I think it's made of it, it has it is a version of that the protection that she has around her where she's like has infinite mm -hmm. versions of herself mm -hmm. this sword has infinite versions of itself it is also unshattered it is like almost the same the same concept am i understanding that correctly like a counterbalance <laughs> sure 
No, like so, it, like the same. Remember when I, I true sight, I used my true sight and I saw like her extend off into infinity and they're in different directions. I would say Mirror brings up a good point. The one thing that's lacking through this entire journey is balance. Mm. So, the one thing that, with everything being fractured and pulled apart as if things are being looked for. Where's the balance? Where's the teachings of the balance? I mean, throughout the history of Exandria, we talk about the balance of, you know, the Raven Queen, the the, the matron, the the idea of the power of Bamut versus the power of Asmodeus, the power of Cord versus, you know, the power of the Petraer gods. There's the main religious texts of Vasselheim teaches us that balance is the only way towards survival. If Kyothi is stating that the calamity never concluded, then we've been existing without balance for the better part of a thousand years. Does the conclusion of the calamity mean the restoration of balance? Hmm. And then also the thing is... Even Kyothi being present in all these timelines, that's an aberration in of itself. She mm-hmm. could be the one propelling the calamity itself. That sword could be the counterbalance in stopping it all. I was thinking the only reason to keep these books, to send them off far away, you say we cannot destroy them, but let's just say for the sake of argument that they shouldn't be destroyed. If you destroy a key, you cannot open the lock. We keep calling these books keys. What if these books are the locks? That's why we must get them all. Yeah, sure, they, if they have one, they could open one, but one god would not be able to do much. Two or three, maybe. But they would be shunted back into their place by everyone else. But if you break a lock, you open the door. Yes, but there are nine doors to nine hells. You break one lock, you only open the lock to one hell. I do, how do we know that? <laughs> that is a yeah, what, a, what an assumption. <laughs> Everything <laughs> we're right? doing here is based off of assumptions. Oh, exactly my point, right? So, so if we're just assuming find what? out what they are. Well, what let's... if? What if? Since. Since we're dealing with a shattered citadel, a shattered butcher block, butcher block that was same as the citadel, shattered split timelines, infinite. What if these books are also shattered in some way? Like if it's one book? Maybe they're supposed to be one book. He's writing notes now. (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) All right. So then, you know, I'll look at Gork and I'll just be like, and I'll pull out the sword, you know, just kind of like, and I'll be like, all right, let's, let's chop him in half right now. Right. Put them all, put them all together and let's chop them in half. I'll, I'll take a swing at him and see what it does. You know, like we, we are nothing but experimenters right now we are nothing but hypothesis havers we are not we cannot hypothesis havers i'm putting that on a t-shirt <laughs> yeah we I'm are, that on a t-shirt. We are nothing we, 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 ha- 
We have nothing but but guessing right now. Okay. And I would all love we to could... destroy these books and be done with it, but we must right. know what they say. Let's speak in tangibles here. He has a sword that can cut through time. You are a counterbalance against the gods themselves, Gork. Frigette has the knowledge behind her and all the wisdom. And then Keen, she has the power of the Wild Mother literally upon her shoulders now. And yeah, we all have something to counterbalance what's going on here. We are the guardians of these books, of the power that's held within them. What better people to gather them all and secure it? Why unleash that terror? But, oh my god. (laughs) Stop it, storyteller! What? You heard the dice. Oh, sorry. You heard the math rocks. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Or something. (laughs) Sorry, just uh, there's a few things going on. I got to keep be aware of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, if we really are curious about our options, I mean, Abraxas, you've seen multiple timelines and every possibility that we may have come across. So, I believe the odds are in our favor. I think we. I think. I, I think. Go on, Keen. What if I take out one of the books but don't like actually read it yet, but actually we, really I'm closely saying, examine it? If you know? want to start the experiment and test some of these hypotheses, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. But we got to understand that we don't know what the we we have. Usually, when you have an experiment you usually have an assumption or some sort of idea of how it will go and we yes. have zero yeah. we have none we of it what these books have to say for I'm better or worse it. yes pick a book Keen. I have a question Braxis. Um so Kiyosi's plan for the books is to put them in the statue's hands and then do all of that uh, what was your guys' plan for the books Wait, I don't. I, I think the part of the statue, the 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 hands of the statue, was mm-hmm. that was part of it. Yeah, right? that's the same thing. That's supposed to be where there's. Isn't that supposed to be where the you we put them, and then the the castle takes off to where it's supposed to go, like mm-hmm. in the abyssal yeah. plane, mm-hmm. or the astral sea. I keep saying abyssal, the astral mm-hmm. sea. So like, um, I think Kiyothi has another ritual in mind once those books get all together. I just don't know what that is. But I think the the intended, you know, Kronos's intended process was to activate the astral seafaring element of it by putting all of the books there and using the magic of the books to go poof and send it off. <clears throat> That was my understanding. Yeah, if that's right, I just had it backwards. I think that Kiyothi, when it when it all happened, the original Kiyothi 
interrupted it and it shattered, you know, the timeline. Yeah. And I think we are slowly but surely pulling all of the timelines together back to get to that oh. point again mm-hmm. where all of the, where Kyothi will emerge from her bubble, hopefully to be stabbed by me with this cool ass sword. But <laughs> I think her intention is to emerge from that bubble once all the books are gathered and then do her thing, whatever she was planning on doing, which would in my in Cronus's estimation unleash the nine hells upon the plains. So Yes. And you think that us reading these books puts that in jeopardy? I think it I think it'll reactivate whatever was happening while that we stopped when we originally attained them and locked them up in here. So like each like each book has been some form of gateway or planar shift to their hell to that level of hell that it corresponds to there's there's nothing to say that I, it wouldn't just do the same thing to whoever is touching it now even though keen has some sort of imperviousness to it but and are we sure there's nothing that they to say do that because gork cast that spell yeah and it's not just know. the spell like Keen, do you actually think yourself invulnerable? To- she has touched these books to put them in there. Not without some cost. Not but- that she has touched these before. Yeah, no, but she got fucked up. She got yes, fucked up each time. Yeah. I yeah. touched one and you I got, aged a just, decade. You touched it. <laughs> yeah, Keen. Keen, Keen is for Jeff. Light pulls out like what? White hair. White hair. That wasn't supposed to happen yet. Keen has never. I understand that there's some connection with Keen with these books now that she can mm-hmm. sense them, but like she she did not r- emerge from that unscathed. She's been fucked up every time. We've mm-hmm. anyone who's touched those books has been fucked up. So the idea that she can now just suddenly be unharmed is is I doubt it. I've I'm not going to say it's impossible. I because nothing's impossible, but I strongly doubt that she's going to walk away from this harm free. You know, she's going to get fucked up and and I potentially killed, and we're going to have to start whatever process that is unleashed. We'll have to start that process to undo it as well. I don't think the books will provide us with any knowledge that is worth knowing in the con- to 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 like undo the consequences of why they're here in the first place. I don't think opening the books is going to change what we have to do with them. Right. I don't think it's going to change the point. But I do understand that it's a thing that you guys are holding very valuable knowing what's inside these books. I want to know as well, but I'm 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 focusing on what I've witnessed from these books is catastrophe and I want that gone. Um so you don't think it's worth the old risk. As fuck? You think that <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> Do we, are we not uh, going to ignore the fact No, I'm just kidding. The, the idea that <laughs> the idea uh, that she, she's right like every time something has happened with these books, it's immediately involved incredible harm to any one of us. And I think, you know, that th- you think about how corrupting it was. 
I don't want you to go into this believing yourself impervious to the consequences. I think at, at this point, Keen is conflicted and frustrated and just kind of angry, and she'll slam the box shut and say, Give me a so wisdom be it, save. And the she'll walk you... out onto the deck. Keen, give me a wisdom save the moment you slam the box shut. Oh, time will do that to you. Wisdom save? Mm-hmm. Six. Oh. Oof. Uh, and you watch Keen slam the box shut and head up this the main deck. Does evil do anything? Oh yeah, it's still up for ten. I mean, no immediate reaction to that. Just you guys just watch a very frustrated and angry Keen go up to the main deck. No, no, no uh, magical things that we could sense with our uh, nope our readied spells. Yeah. <laughs> I will I will just leave as well. I'll go back to my fire. Okay. Go back up to the main deck and on the fire. Leaving Abraxas Mirin for Jet down below. I'm gonna pick up the box and go after Keen. Okay. Going through all those timelines. How did you keep up hope? Oh me? Yes. Uh, um, life balances out. It's not. I mean, what do you mean? I, it doesn't. It does not compute to not keep going. Well, you've seen every possible outcome that could go wrong. I mean, what? yeah, but. That's not now. That was then, or in those other, uh, those other thens, you know. <laughs> like, I don't know what you mean. Like, uh, you would, you know, like I, Abraxas generally does not understand. Like, what do you mean, hope? Like, yeah, just keep going. I mean, I, I guess it's just from what we have accomplished so far and what we've experienced. You know, there are moments where I waver. And the fact that you're here literally time and time again just keep that going. I mean... Because I think we're going to need that. Yeah, I mean... I don't know how not to be that. Like, it doesn't... Like, what's the alternative? It just isn't in me to think about time. I like it. Like it doesn't compute like, because time cannot stop. I don't know. That just me. That, that's just kind of resonated with me. You know, it's a, it's a losing battle. We've, we've, we've fought death and won, but nobody's fighting time. Practice. You can hear the ticking in the back of your mind. Yeah. As long as we exist and as long as, you know, scientifically speaking, as long as matter exists and gravity exists, time will exist. That's just how it works. So 
you can we've exer- I've exerted some control over it, but it's it's not like you know time's still moving forward for me. Mary, you feel Erebus's voice whisper into your mind. This is what zealots look like. Oh, I can't hear that. Mm-mm. He believes with absolute certainty that his fate and his outcome is determined. He believes in what he can see, and he believes in only the reality that he is interacting with. He does not know of the places that our minds go to, generations of thought and time and travel. This tangent is temporary. Death will consume you, Mira. And those that come after you will know the memory of you because of me. And you will go on. Well, time doesn't escape us then. It is just as certain. She's saying that out loud, by the way. Yeah, I mean... Time, you, if, if you're out of time, then you're out of possibility. As long as there's time, there's possibility. So if you're in, t- if you're in it, there's a certain amount of control that you can exert over your life and path. And I don't, I don't want to metagame. But uh, the the what I'll say is it's like it's not about like time is it's, it's not not in the force of nature kind of way. It's just it's like a commodity, you know. Like it's something that always has that 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 you want to have as much of as you can, you know. Regardless of how it's used. Right now we're using it for a very, very specific thing. And yes. it's become really fractured and broken and but we still have it. And we can use what we have to make as big an impact as we can. Yes. And the fact that we are weaving these strands of broken time together to create this timeline. It's a great deal within of itself. Weaving is an interesting concept because if you take these separate disparate strands of yarn, you weave them into a rope, guess what? It, it exponentially holds more weight. So, as, you know, like if you, if you consider, if you look at what we're doing, we're trying to re-strengthen and reconnect everything so that it has the strength to withhold you know, to, to deal with all of this stuff because right now it's fractured and weak, you know? And as we've been putting it back together, it, it, it's made it stronger. Yes. I believe we are on the same, on the right path. I think good things are coming 
I mean, <laughs> despite things being far more difficult. So you're like you're you contain all of your people or something like that. I don't know. I don't really know about you haven't really shared all of that with us. It's by spirit. Yeah. And I guess you could say that spirits are in a sense timeless. They are passed <sighs> down through generations as a record of memory. Mm-hmm. And isn't that a form of timekeeping though? Like just a, like your people, you contain all of the time that your people have existed through these memories and spirits and stories and all that stuff. You are as live. You are as much a living embodiment of time as I am. Apparently, yes. You have you have all of those, all of those years, all of those lives. One is a clock. The other one is spirit. Did you say that out loud, Erebus? No. Okay, that would have been really useful. She's like whispering to herself. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) No. um, Erebus just relayed to me that we are both keepers of time in our own way. Yeah. I mean, for Jet with her books, right? Isn't that a, just a form of timekeeping? You know? <laughs> yes. Think about how many stories of God. It's all just a form of recording history, you know? And it's all important. And even for history that is to come, a future. And yeah, we all have like that's the thing I'm I'm realizing now is we all have think about how many times Keen has changed into people from her past. Is that not a form of keeping a log of some kind of you know? There's everything is all about every memory is a form of time. All the memories that we share is a form of record keeping of just capturing time in some form, you know. Right now, we're just doing literal time management. We are we are doing as literal an impact on time and like all of these things that involve the passing of and the witnessing of time. All that's happening right now. We're we're doing that in the most literal sense. So it only makes sense that we've that we relate to it in a certain way. Yeah. Um, Braxis, when you say that, Mira, give me an insight check really quick when he mentions the idea of memory. Insight check. Keen, give me another wisdom save, please. <laughs> 10. Okay. I should have rolled with real dice. <laughs> I got Mine get? real dice, you're not doing so hot. <laughs> I got an eight. An eight. Ocho de, de Ono. Erebus lingers on that idea of memory, which causes your mind to drift. You 
can think yet again of a time. One of your favorite garden spots as a young child with your mother. A book in your lap. You're drawing. Your mind drifts to another memory. This time your young adolescence coming into your mind. Your mother and you had argued about something that you don't remember, but you sit at a table writing in a book and drawing in the book. And as you aged, you always find yourself gathering your thoughts and your memories in books. You remember the last thing you did before you fled Kalashtar. Grab some of your favorite books, your favorite memories of your time. What if these books are not keys and locks? What if these books are memories? What if these books are the knowledge and memories of everything and all the things. Memories are more reflective. What if these are mirrors? King, give me a third wisdom save, please. Do we notice anything with Keen? Oh. Well, she's up on the main deck. Forget oh. would have known. Forget and Gork are heading up after her, and you guys are having this conversation in tandem. What'd you get, Keen? Dirty 20. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Take that. I mean, yeah. Gork and Frigette. Frigette, you come up on the main deck first. It's... Strange. Keen is over on the railing, hunched over. Blocking out the effects of the snowstorm miasmic energy is fracturing everything around the ship. She's hunched over. She seems angry and disappointed. A crown on her head wreathed in flame. A mist, a shadow forming around her for a moment. You watch as great arcs of energy and lightning shatter around the ship, the vessel. It's buffeted. Magic slams into it and it shifts. Right behind you is Gork. Two of you being up on the main deck are witnessing a storm unlike anything you've ever seen before. Great arcs of light. Fracture across the horizon. You watch as something opens, like a great wound in the skyline, and a living hell flies out of it and disappears over the horizon. A living hell? creature unlike anything you've ever seen 
wings, malformities, multiple limbs, a vaporous darkness consumes it as it just glides off into the horizon. The wreath of flamed crown around Keen's head gets brighter and larger. The smoke around her denser and can darker. I, can I make my way over towards her? Stop. She is mine. She has my book. And I will have it now. Do I hear that in my head or? It's like echoing around you as the smoke around her begins to densely pack and form an arc. I, and now you're watching energy arc out from her existence, her form. Would my protection still be on her? You don't get the sense that it is. I would like to rush over to her. Um, give me an intelligence save, please, as you do that. Push for something big, boys. Ooh, 18 minus 2, 16. 16. You slam into a force barrier that immediately you feel your nose, your eyes, your ears begin to bleed as you hit this barrier. <laughs> God Slayer, what a farce. You've allowed yourself to believe these things. All of you have traveled so far and so close to the reality of what's about to happen. Keys and locks are for doors. What's in those books have shaped planets, have established existence, has decided the fates of billions. Can I try and force my way to her again? Yeah, give me another intelligence save as you're trying to peel through this barrier. Forget, as you see Gork I will cast struggling, what are you doing? I will cast Bless on myself. Okay. I would like to run up to Gork and give him enhance ability for uh, Fox's cunning to have advantage on intelligence checks. Okay. That, um, that won't be necessary. I'm guessing he rolled a natural 20. I did roll a natural 20. <laughs> I'll, be using my, I'll be using my bless and one of my d6 inspiration. Okay. How long does enhance ability last for Jet? Um... Because uh, concentration up more. Up to that? Oh, yeah, he's going to need it. Okay. So. 20. <laughs> awesome, old buddy. <laughs> so, Bark, as you feel yourself pass through this psychic barrier, you literally feel your armor press up against you physically, and you feel this splitting headache in your mind. Um, because you made the second save, you can take half of the psychic damage. Um, so take half of 126 points of psychic damage. That's 62? Yes. You pass through the barrier. Almost your brain almost feels like it's been forced into your skull and trying to be forced out the back. And as you shear through this ward that's been placed around Keen, 
could see the tornado of smoke surrounding her. You could see the great fiery crown on her brow. Would that damage have come from Keen like she had cast it onto me? You're not sure. Mm. Not sure where it came from. I would like to channel divinity rebuke the violent. Can I do that on myself? Sure. What does it do? Immediately after an attacker within 30 feet deals damage with an attack against a creature other than you, they have to make a wisdom saving throw of DC 17 or take equal damage of radiance. As you slowly step through this mental barrier surrounding King. For Jet, you feel your concentration effect almost being shredded, almost being pulled out of your own mind as you struggle to maintain concentration. What Gork is passing through is unlike anything you've ever felt before. It's actually challenging you and the idea and the notion that you could focus on your own spell. The crown on her head is flaming ever taller and brighter. Gork, you let out this shattering scream of your buke and you feel the energy pour out of you and slam into Keen's form. Keen, you take 62 points of force damage. Can Abraxas and I hear any of the... Uh, yeah. Not yet, because <laughs> this is going on... Time is you... weird, man. Time is weird. We're just having like, a conversation. Yeah, it's going on while you guys are having a conversation weird, down man. below. Yeah. So this is all yeah, simultaneous for the most part. Good Lord. For Jet, you... There's a presence here. There is something nearby that is trying to maintain its control over Keen. There's a will, a battle of wills going on between Gork and what this physical manifestation is trying to do. This is unlike anything you've ever felt before. This, this feels like there's a god nearby. There's something that has cast its form because it was so close to something that it's been looking for for a very long time. Uh, can I look around and try to pinpoint where that's coming from? Right, give me a perception or investigation check as you begin to look around. Mayra is going to blurt out what sh what Erebus and her was thinking about. Uh, the books. They're like memories. They're like mirrors into the planes or re reflecting the planes. Like whose memories? What are you thinking? Like the, the god, the, the betrayer gods' memories? Like their history? I think so. This is a reflection. Like the, they, they write them? This has to be a record of everything that they have transpired into their planes. Something. For Jet, what'd you get? 24. As you turn to look, 
You watch as this shadowy hand manifests around and out of Keen's form. And it immediately projects towards you and grabs you. You feel this hand begin to encircle your chest, your shoulders, your arms. And it's slowly squeezing. Squeezing. You feel your breath vacate. You feel your life energy begin to drain. You feel yourself beginning to lose consciousness as this hand, is this this ghostly, smoky hand is beginning to suffocate you. Gork, you could see the rebuke affect Keen's form. You watch as his hand comes out of the shadowy form, grabs onto Frigette, and you watch as a gateway <laughs> opens, and she's being dragged towards it. Frigette's being dragged to the gateway? Across the deck kicking is Keen you... with, how close is Keen to me Keen's about 20 feet away from you Frigette's <laughs> about 30 feet away from you currently Frigette you are restrained and incapacitated as you're being dragged across the deck towards this open am I the gateway Keen All of this begins to make sense to you now. As you turn to consider stepping through the gate and you look over at your prize for Jet being dragged with you, all the two of you have to do is step through that gateway and the final book would be revealed to you. Everything you've ever wanted. She still has the box in her hands. She brought it up to bring to you. Gork, you see that she is holding something, but the hand is restraining her, making it impossible for her to wiggle free. Keen takes a step towards the gateway. She turns, the flaming crown growing ever brighter as the shadow around her takes form. Hold on. Uh, can I cast hold person on Keen. Yes. I believe there's a save for that. DC 17 wisdom. Make a wisdom. Well, she already made that wisdom save. That was the 20. Against the spell I'm casting now. Mm -hmm. It immediately causes Keen to stop in her tracks right in front of the gateway. There's this scream of anger that just explodes out and that's what Abraxas and Mira finally hear something going on on the main deck. This explosion of just pure anger and frustration as the gateway collapses the hand fades box drops to the ground Braxis and Mary, you come up to the main deck to see Keen kind of stagger and swoon a bit near the edge of the railing. Gork with just crusted blood on his face and Frigette on the ground picking herself up. Yeah, I'm going to haul ass, fly over to the edge where Keen is closest to and, and be like interposing between her and, you know, Sky. Yeah. 
Okay, you feel yourself <clears throat> present again. Hmm. You remember being angry and coming up here, but you're not sure what why Gork looks the way he looks. Why is Frigette on the ground? Yeah, Everyone's Mira's, staring strangely. Mira's going to do med check on Gork and Frigette. <laughs> do I I'm remember a, the gate at all? No. I'm going to go I'm gonna go straight up to Keen, and I'm like going to press my hand into her forehead, and I will once again cast protection from evil and good. I'm just going to start, like, what happened? What, what happened? I believe. Gark, give me a wisdom save as you cast that spell on her. Wisdom saves, hooray. Uh, hold on. Uh, zero. Uh, 19. Okay. What, um, are, you touch, are you trying to touch Keen to cast that spell? I have to, yes. Oh, then she's going to get get squirmy. She didn't like to be touched. Continue. Are you okay, Frigette? What happened? Ah, uh, She'll get you up. You'll you hear Gork, hold still, Keen. As I finally, I guess... Just get a hold on her somewhere on like her shoulder and I yeah. once again protect her. I believe I believe that was Esbodeus. Here? Hmm. Did you open the books? What? No, we did not. Well actually we did downstairs. Um the box. And... Downstairs. Yeah. yeah, we opened it downstairs. And uh yeah. Yeah, uh, opened opened some access to some baddie action, and now Keen is dealing with the consequences. Let's not read the books. It's it's almost like we have eyes on us because when I said that we were coming close to the end, everything will be much more. Um, as good as we are doing, someone else is also doing good on another time to try and interpose, uh, in, in, to uh, intervene. The, as we are getting stronger, so the equal and opposite force against us. I'll go ahead and put lay on hands on Keen as well for 60 points. Okay. One six? Six, six zero. Six zero. Okay. Wow. So now Asmodeus is in the material plane? I'm going to detect magic on on Keen and, and everyone. So the saying- normal items that you'd expect to detect are there. Mm-hmm. Nothing else untoward really appears. So Where- from what people are saying is Asmodeus you somehow like came at us through me. He tried. Well, that's the one you're connected to. That is the one you're connected to. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there was a really big, awful monster devil thing that came falling out of us. Uh, this guy. Oh, that was... Re- everybody saw that? Everyone saw that? The three of them. Well, uh, for Jet and Gork saw it. Keen has no memory of it. There was a break in the sky and something came out. 
I'm gonna come. I'm gonna get Keen, like usher her closer to the center of the ship and not the edge because accidents. And I'm gonna cast um, greater restoration on her to remove a curse. The moment you do that, Abraxas, I'm give me a constitution. Use a handful of residuum. Uh, give me a con save with advantage, since you're going to use one of the most rare elements in the known Exandrian world. Guidance. D4 <laughs> guidance. <laughs> so this is with advantage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where are my saves? Okay, kitty cat. Suddenly I feel like a ticking time bomb. Hot time bomb. <laughs> your name matches your puns. You're right on edge. The sharpness of your wit. A dirty, dirty 20. Dirty 20. It's a shit roll. There's all of you watch as when Abraxas does this. This dark form begins to hover around Keen and then is reabsorbed back into her. It does not want to let go. Oh, I saw that too. I saw this thing come out of This time you saw it because Abraxas was very particular in what he was trying to do. Do I feel like it was targetable? for that moment. Yes. Mm, visually, uh, it looked like it was real. Here's my question. I'm sorry. We've already had a long rest since... Mm-hmm. Okay. It's been two days. Yeah. Good. Okay. Fair is fair. I don't want to be a cheater. Abraxas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Do that again. Hey, sorry, my, my mic just turned off for a second. No worries. I have an idea. Hmm. Well, if we're all going to do something, let's do it. Keen is looking very hard because it's probably like the four of you all looking at me. <laughs> like an exorcism? <laughs> an intervention? <laughs> Keen, we told you that those microtransactions on those games were going to be the death of us. Yeah. <laughs> um... Our American Express is ruined. (laughs) Somewhere off in the distance, you hear a roar. Mm -hmm. A screech. Almost human-like wail of pain and anger. Kind of crackles with energy. Um, so I'm doing this again? Yes. I will I will prepare banish and I'll hold it for when the thing reappears. Yeah. I actually have planar binding that I was gonna hold it in Ooh. place. Hold it in so place and what's then... the what's the cast time on that? A minute, I believe. Oh, uh, let me see. It's either a minute or it's Instant. I'm trying to remember because someone used that in another one of the campaigns. It's fucking. I love that spell. It's one hour. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Yeah. So 
But but what if I just like really sped it up really fast and like okay. Can you Mayra, come Mayra. on. <laughs> come on. Do you know your spells at this point. We're 18th level. I know, and I really wanted to use this spell. Dang it. Fine. I can't do it then. Perhaps I can use magic circle to hold it. How much how long does it take to cast that? I can do it at will. There you Magic, go. But how long does it take to cast? One action. Magic circle is one action? There you go. Mm-hmm. See, okay. we're thinking we're teamwork there. The team works, the dream works. Sort okay. of. <laughs> oh my god, you guys put cheesecake, you're so adorable. I just realized what you put in uh, Discord that is awesome. Um, it's not me having to check what I put in Discord. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so this is a casting time of one minute, Magic Circle. Yeah. Oh, crap, you're right. Well, you're right. Okay. time, but in the time that Abraxas uses his spell and the demon comes out, then it would... Can I can I prepare a spell like that? Like, cast it over a minute, then hold it? Or will it instantly have to go out? Yeah, so. like he preps it. He's preparing the spell. Because right if now. I can do that, then we could just have Mira do that with her spell, and I wouldn't need to use Magic Circle. Well, Mira's is an hour. Yeah, yeah but she could prepare it over it. Cast it for, like, almost well, done. Wait, I will if, tell you this much. There is so something in Gork's spell... That is incredibly important if you're going to use this. The magic circle? Uh-huh. Or ban- okay. Let me... Magic circle. Wink, it wink. Slow seals and mental fave fiends. <laughs> Meanwhile, the screen... It kicks you out. It doesn't... It doesn't... It, it, it keeps you from going in, not the not coming out. No, you can invert the circle. You can invert Screaming the circle. Screaming and wailing is getting a little bit closer. Perhaps Keen will okay, have to wait. Well, I'm prepping the planar binding then, if that's the case. Okay. I'm prepping that. <laughs> hey, Mary, you're in the process of going through the ritual, the ceremony, and you're having Keen hold still. Gork, <laughs> are you doing the inverted magic circle at the same yes, time? I will okay. I will basically cast it like do, do my little spell ritual, whatever I need to do. And then I will hold it, and then as soon as Mira tells me that she is ready, I'm going to put the circle over... Actually, I probably don't have to wait that long. What I'm going to do is I'm going to wait like half an hour Yeah. while Mira's doing her thing, because mine lasts an hour. The spell mine lasts, lasts an hour, hour too. Oh, we know, 24 hours. You're, you're, no, I, I don't really... You're, no, that's not Yours takes a, an hour to cast, as we say. Yours, so he's yeah, going to yeah. do... He's going to start his... an hour to cast. So I'm going to start mine now. Yeah. In about 20 minutes, I am going to cast Magic Circle around her. That gives you a 20-minute period to cast your spell once Abraxas pops the little dude out of her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But wait, wouldn't, don't I want to try and keep it from going back into Keen, or is that what Samira's is supposed to do? Well, yeah. It it, t- it takes them out and planes them. Uh, the finds them to plane of, here for a whole The whole point of Magic hours. Circle is that so when Abraxas pulls that demon thing out of her, it doesn't immediately just go back into Keen because I'd have to travel through the circle. Yeah, and then, like, if I do planar binding, you could actually banish the guy, right? Yeah. Because I'm I can sure hold how him that spell for 24 works. hours. 
What does so planar can... binding do? With this spell, you attempt to bind a celestial, elemental, fey, or fiend to your service. It must be within range. Uh, the target must make a charisma saving throw. A bound creature must follow your instructions to the best of its ability. That doesn't really help us. No, we could gather information from it. I can cast Zone of Truth in an action. Yeah. Are, so we, trying, are we trying to capture this creature or simply get rid of it? Well, we need it out of Keen. So it should we prioritize getting rid of it or prioritize trying to enslave it? We can get it, all the information that we need and then banish it. What would it tell us? That it serves one of the nine... What did we see come out of Keen? Dark shadowy form? It just felt like something that was trying to take a corporeal form. It was this shadow that just flourished out, mm. struggled against your spell, and then went back inside. Um, Abraxas. I can cast the spell in a minute. Did you ask the question, Abraxas? It did appear the smoke took on feather-like form. Feather-like. Like two great feathery wings came out as smoke and then came back in. Abraxas. Mm-hmm. How about this? I will cast Magic Circle. When I am ready to release the spell, you will cast Restoration on her again. I will trap it within the circle so that it does not try and re-enter Keen. It forces it to stay put. This will give Mira time to cast her spell to try and bind it to our will. Until we are done with it, then I can banish it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's do it. Affirmative. Mira, start your spell. We will capture we will capture it in a minute after you have started. While all of this is happening, okay. I'm going to just keep keen with my detect magic and my focus of on her to make sure that the thing inside her is not reacting to us talking about the plan to destroy it. Because <laughs> if it gets desperate... Yeah, it doesn't really <laughs> feel like that kind of connection. Mm. This feels like... Once again, this, like, as you stare at Keen, and Keen is surprisingly calm, considering everything that's just happened in the last 10, 15 minutes. Can I cast uh, Divine Sense while we're waiting for Mira to prepare her spell? Absolutely. You can cast Divine Sense. What does that tell me? There is a celestial presence. Celestial? Braxis, there is a celestial presence in her. It isn't a demon. But then again, gods are celestials. Even the ones from hell. I guess we're about to find out. Um, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can I make like a history check on that question? (laughs) (laughs) Sure, go for it. What is going on? Everything is going to be fine, Keen. 15. 15? 
I mean, it could be a fallen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be a fallen. It's a fallen. For you, for Jet, fallen angels are dangerous. Mm-hmm. Unpredictable. Erratic. Unexpected. Mm-hmm. It's probably good I uh, figured that out. <laughs> My circle, magic circle would not have held it otherwise. Oh, it would have. It would have. Well, I, I have to designate what kind of creature it holds, and I would have selected fair. Uh, but everything you guys are doing doesn't affect demons or devils. Mm-mm. Well, except for mine spell, it does celestials. Well, magic circle would hold a a, a fiend or a, yeah, but not a demon or devil. And right now, there's a celestial presence emanating around Keen with dark tones of energy. After I guess after a while of Mira preparing her spell, I would do mine as well. Do I feel yeah. any of that? I don't. You feel the attention of your friends and their concern. You feel the weight of the vestige on your brow. The part that is frustrating you is the level of your anger that keeps welling up inside you. It feels uncontrolled. You feel you f- feel it all happening again. The victimization. You don't need this kind of attention. It's a smoldering sense of lashing out behind your eyes. And already your mind is racing through some of your more destructive capabilities. You just hear words the back of your mind. Lies. Falsehoods. Is it talking about my friends? Lies. They have all lied. I've seen their lies. I've seen their falsehoods. I'm going to clutch at my head and like yell out like, leave me alone. Do you think this world exists solely for the pleasure of your kind? Gods, demons... Devils, playthings to creation. I'm going to scream out, um, I will not be used. Creation, founding. Mayor's going to run up to Keen, and she's going to hold her hand. If you do that... It'll disrupt your spell. 
You're casting for an hour. You're committed oh. to this for an hour. Yes. If you do any physical to change, do anything else for an hour will be undone. Only have to hold it until we can get the death of her. Dang. So do I have to hold still in one no, place? She, too? she has to. She's casting a spell for an hour. Meaning, yeah, no, she is going. Like, nom, she nom, 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 well, no, she's using hour. physical components. She's doing yeah. kind of like runes on the ground. Yeah. Everything. This is spell happening. is complex. Do I need to like stay in a certain place? You need to stay in the middle of where Mira is currently circling around you. Okay. And and creating this binding spell that's focusing her to have to ignore your pain. Mira, give me a concentration save. What? Your one of your good friends is in severe pain right alongside you. Concentration? You mean a constitution? Con. Yeah, con save. Just plus like three, just like you're trying concentrating on a spell. Plus, plus uh, three, that's twenty-five. Okay. It's painful, but you're doing it. So I'd say my would my spell be ready by now? It only takes a minute to prepare. A little bit of smoke begins to leak out. Feathers, black and gray, begin to form within the smoke. Do you really think all of this is to satisfy the curiosity of mortal existence? Those memories are the memories of founding. They contain everything anybody needs to know to make worlds, to make existence, to continue the great lie. It's you and yours are the children of gods. The angels wept when you were formed. Can I do anything to shut out that voice? Everything that you think we are. Everything that you think you are is a lie. Shut up. You are a fractured memory of false failures of creatures that dabbled in the idea of creation and their memories lie in a box with children around it. Is Does she still have protection from evil and good on her from someone? No. No. Nope. would have worn off. Okay. The smoke blows uh, out I'm, more. Feathers begin to form into wings. I'm going to to try and get her to tell her, hey, stay with us. Stay with us. Don't, don't give in. Fight it. It can't we're right here, and we will we will help you. And I'm going to cast Blue, lesser silver shadowed like shoulders. <laughs> begin lesser to form restoration out. to help. A bald her. head begins to form out of the back of hers. Oh, silver <laughs> opaque eyes begin to form as this form is now 
coming out of the back of Cain. <laughs> these feathered wings of black ash <laughs> flapping behind her. Yeah. Mary, give me a concentration save. Abraxas, greater restoration? No, no, no. I'm not greater restoration. Not yet. Okay. The protection okay. from evil and good. Okay. Would my magic circle be ready? Yeah. <laughs> Your magic circle is complete at the moment this form is trying to come out of Keen's. Abraxas. Ow. 25. Okay. So I love my friends. <laughs> okay. Do I, do I feel it? You now begin to Can feel I touch this. It? You feel this energy kind of like just coming out of your form, but it just feels like a muscle spasm, a release of energy. This feeling that something that was linked to you since the time that you touched that book, since the time you reached into that stasis field around you, those faces leering and staring, all these hands reaching for that book. But somewhere in the background of that memory, a shadow form realizing that it was too late anchored itself to the book that it's been looking for since the beginning of time. And that's when your memory links to that feeling you had when you retrieved that book. Form. <laughs> Begins to peel away from Keen's form. <laughs> Wings flapping, bald blue silver head, bright silver eyes, no mouth. Just this visage of this celestial entity rising up and out of Keen's form. <laughs> Ashen clouds beginning to spin around everyone. Mara continues to work if on I the can, circle. If I Gork, can touch it. Can I do yeah, something? you reach out, you feel the energy, and you feel this sense of just darkness trying to consume you. This inevitable hate and terror, this hatred towards you and what you represent. These tiny little bipedal insects that don't deserve any of this. This sense of a long festering hate and the search for the books that can remake the others made and should not have made this creature <laughs> Gork and Abraxas what are you two doing you're beginning to watch the rending happen the, the bifurcation of this form out of Keen and now she's physically having to react to it she's now feeling this burn and this feeling of separation of energy and form. And you watch as dozens of canes begin to blossom out. Oh no. And get pulled back in. Abraxas, do it now. Out. I did it. Pulled back in. I did it. Oh, uh, uh, magic circle on the Celestia. I thought, I thought you hadn't done it yet. No, no, I did. I did uh, protection from good and evil, but that's gone now because I have to do. Actually, yeah, no. Uh, 
Greater restoration isn't concentration. So yeah, she's protected from good and evil, and now greater restoration. And then as soon as exactly. the, the the celestial pops out, I'll encase it in a inverted circle of magic, magic circle. And I can can I try and pull Keen out of the like King, give me a circle? final wisdom save with advantage because Abraxas is going to pull you out the moment that Gork anchors this creature into the circle. Plus three because you're within 30 feet. Yep. Uh oh. 15. The first attempt was going to be a 15. That was the starting of the DC. So you just barely made it. Abraxas, as you push through the energy and grab onto Keen's wrist, the moment that you pull at her and the circle finishes while Mira is still doing the binding ritual, the circle keeps the creature in place as you pull Keen's form away from the creature and you hear this kind of ripping sound as you do it, this kind of almost like a muscle or tendon being shredded as it happens. Keen, you're going to take 42 points of force damage from the effect of being pulled out and through the circle's effect and away from this creature that just just now sits there. Its wings flapping, smoke and ash of feathers. Its great blue form with tints of silver and like tendrils of like purplish energy kind of pulsing through its anatomical form that is both genderless and without any sense of physical existence, almost like Dr. Manhattan slightly, right? But just, mm. but, but these great vestiges of wings that are flapping off its form. You can see the feathers kind of like turning to ash as this angel. <laughs> and now its face leers in the direction of Gork. Hello there, stupid. How do you feel now in your little cage? <laughs> I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll pull out my sword and I'll just sit there and wait. Can we Storm go through the return? No. The great arcs of light return. Huge rending strikes across the horizon of the sky, kind of exploding all around. And as you look, pouring through these rents, these vents of energy, hundreds of similar forms to this one, thousands of similar forms to this one begin to pour through these gateways, these things that are ripping open as this great storm. And this creature in the circle just. Yeah. How much longer do you have for that spell? I just need a little bit more time. <laughs> can I reach through the circle or no? Yes. I can. I cast. Um, let's see. It's. <laughs> I'm going to reach through and. <sighs> touch it and cast inflict wounds at fourth level. As you do that, 
Um, you feel it immediately rebound on you. So oh, make no. a save, please. Make whatever your save is with your DC. There is no save because it's a it's an attack. All right, roll for damage. Oh, good. Okay. What are you doing? Snake eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Snake eyes. All right, forty six. Necrotic. <laughs> I will. I will. Did take, I, not... I will take that damage for you. Okay. Keen, stop. The entire Look. ship is now surrounded by thousands of these winged creatures. I do not think we have time for this. The storm building, the great arcs of purple and pink lightning shattering around the ship. Explosions of energy and arcane light. The creature, (laughs) its silver eyes just staring at Gork. I just- Staring over to Mira for Jet, Braxis, and Keen, and it just sits there in its little circle of containment. I'll just... I do not want to wait. I will just cast Banish on it. She's still going to continue doing the the binding. The storm abates. The creature disappears. The thousands of its form disappear. The snow begins to snow again. I will kind of look over to Keen and I will again, I will uh, cast Divine Sense. No sense of any connection. Whatever that thing was, it is gone now. Keen's going to collapse to the deck. Mm. She's been through a lot and she's also pretty hurt. (laughs) She's going to sink down to the deck. How long has that thing been inside of you? Do you know? Since then, since I got the ninth book. Since the Citadel. It is gone now. Thank you. I wonder if he could reach through you or to you through it. Why did it not try sooner? Why did it not try when we are fighting any of its myriad of creatures he has sent us? Why now? The presence of the books. The books? It happened after we opened the box. Mara, you hear Erebus in your mind. It happened after she got angry. (laughs) 
And she's still going to try and finish the binding inscription, even though it's probably not, it's not going to be effective, but knowing that it's there on the ship, she's just going to leave it there. Okay. So you finish the activity of the binding circle. But I'll use a knife to carve into the, <laughs> into the planks of the wood. Yeah. Because never again would she want her friends to go through that. And it's there, and it could be used at any time. Anything is lured into that position. It's affixed. Just feel the ship sway under the wind a bit. The sense that the Anwatans are active. Snow is now just kind of drifting onto the ship. Do I still feel the connection to the books? You do not. Hmm. It's almost like you feel like you have control again. A kind of burden lifted. A sense of understanding. What this creature was saying was true. It's possible that what you and your friends possess are the memories of when gods built existence. They built this world, the astral sea, time. Those books are memory. The problem is not what's been fighting you. What's been fighting you and trying to prevent all of you from getting these books. Those weren't actual gods that you fought. Those were memories. Those were memories. Stygian Gate. Book of Dis. The Twins. These books are using their own memories to try and deal with the fact that the five of you have them. And the final book is using its understanding how it came into existence to tempt to convince to manipulate you away from it like most memories they require conclusion they require a sense of finality the feeling that these books are absorbing your memories and everybody else's. You come to the sudden realization, Keen, through that remembrance of the different creatures reaching for that book. The gate that would have 
let anyone down into the ninth level of hell. These memories... You become to realize that everything these memories are of things that have already happened these memories are an exposition of power that has already happened These books, if placed in that citadel, may be protectorate from others that look for it, but it means that it will never end. It'll go on and on, and balance will never come to this world or any other world subjugated to these memories the sudden realization that you and your friends have to conclude the calamity. And in your mind, a place, a familiar heat, a familiar smell of sulfur, and a familiar voice that gave you that ring. Deep in the fire warrens of Kravengard, Somewhere down there is the real solution to all of this. And a very patient wizard, a very patient entity, sits in the roots of that mountain, waiting for its memories to be returned to it, waiting for conclusion, waiting for finality. see and hear his voice when he gifted you that ring. Drexelhaven. You all hear her utter that name. Drexelhaven. Does anyone... Ooh. You've been devoid of the possession of the Celeste. Keen, you now speak Celeste. Draxel Haven means heaven above in Celestial. Okay. And that's where we're going to finish tonight, as it is now 7 o'clock, and it feels like a good spot to stop <sighs> as the truth of the books have finally been revealed. Guess what, folks? That was the milestone. You guys are now level 19. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was the last one. It was the re revelation of the books. I will tell you this much. Opening the box and not opening the book was the best thing that could have happened. Yeah. Oh. I will tell you right now, because I'm pretty sure you guys are not going to open books from the, at this point on. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Depending on which book you opened would have revealed a memory that you would have had to live through. Mm -hmm. I Ooh, see. That's good. 
Wow. <laughs> and so these these are books are the memories of the founding. They're the memories of creation and the founding, the period of when the prime deities and the betrayer gods fought over the idea of creation. Let's set them against each other. What a- well, yeah. Mm. See, see, you don't want to read the books. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know the truth what about the founding. Yeah. We <laughs> um, learned that there is another option besides following... Besides the, following the directions, yeah, yeah. everybody else has been telling us stupid directions. So, welcome to level nineteen, you silly, silly fools. Yeah. The best possible outcome. And what we'll do is we'll come back of the morning of day four, which is less than a day away from getting to the region of the rendered, and we'll be on our way to Anchor's Wait and see what we do from good there. Lord. Are we good for next wow. week, everyone? Um, uh oh. Uh, we'll talk. Uh, I am. I am not. Uh oh. Is this a permanent problem or just for next week? It is for next week. Okay. And then it's like every other until I can work it out. Okay. So let's still plan on meeting next week for now until we know definitively um no, no I, next I week is a no okay so next, next week, week is, is, a, is a no for no. me but that's okay. that's a definite oh. no for me but it doesn't mean you guys can't do uh one shots and whatnot but i i, I or continue without <gasps> abraxas even but that is one shot that is I'm i mean out, unfortunately you know if you guys want me to i can give you a level 21 shot <gasps> and we can yeah. use our existing, you all. We can use our existing <laughs> timeline for that. That might be kind of fun. Ooh. Whoa. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't run a one shot for a while, so I'd love to. So uh yeah, we'll 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 put a normal event up. We'll do a four ticket event. Uh Abraxas, I sent you an email that, that you I can did, take care, care of tonight's. Okay, cool. So other than that, so uh, all right then, Grainlands is going to take wow. next Sunday off, and oh. I will be posting in the Discord what the one shot's going to be. Um, go ahead and use the existing Grainlands link to build whatever level twenty thing that you want to build. It will take place. Um, it will take place during the Battle of the Founding. <laughs> Pre Pre Arcanum. Whoa. So it'll take any- place when the Titans and the gods were manipulating their children into war. The return of oh. Cornholio. Cornholio is a god. He may, he may not be a paladin this time. He might be something else, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Well, Sorry, your practice. You suddenly just like, oh my god, that sounds like so much fun. I know. It does sound, like, it does sound fun as shit. But, so yeah. a storyteller, I'll, I'll assume you'll put in in our Discord like all the stuff we'll need to know, like what like what stuff. Oh yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll give you guys a full prep and everything. So we're yes. good. All right, everyone, thank you for coming out uh, uh, <sighs> and watching. That was a really fun, heavy session, folks. Because now the reveal has been done. You know what they are. You know what they can do. Keen is free of the fallen Azimir that's been chasing after these books for a very long time since the founding and the realization of finding that ninth memory and then bringing it back all full circle 
to Draxelhaven, back to we'll the roots to of the Crabsguard volcano. <laughs> wow. <laughs> A lot going on. All right, everyone. Be kind. Be safe. Play a game. Be safe. Play a game. It's good for you. It's good for your mind. <laughs> Night, everybody. Bye. 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 These days I will be on the thing, you know, on the thing, on the thing. That thing. <laughs>